We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day, 365 days a year. This is the Pack-A-Day Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. You can get all your Pack-A-Day updates by following us on Twitter at Pack-A-Day Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am joined by my co-host, Andrew Mertig. It's a Friday show, Andrew, and it is really good to be back. Good to see you. Uh, how you doing? Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be back. We're coming off the bye week. I was in New Orleans uh, last last week and, yeah. the week and uh, over the weekend and stuff, and so I'm refreshed. I feel like, you know, getting back into the flow of things, actually talking some football not necessarily talking about what the off season is going to look like, which I'm sure people either really enjoyed or really hated last week. So, um, you know, if you want to, if you want to go back at some point and check that episode out, it was a lot of fun. Um, but now we are in full fledged rivalry week. Yes, we are. And we're excited to talk about it. I'm sure that people are going to bring that episode up as we get to the off season, Andrew, and like throw stuff back at us when like, you know, hopefully, Hopefully it goes like X factors and we're just correct in some way so that we get some credit. That'd be fun. But um, it was a great exercise and we are a long way from the off season, but it was really fun to play with some of those scenarios. So if you missed that show, go back and check it out. But we wanted to start the show with some news at the top here. Um, Andrew and I usually try to leave major injury updates for the other pack of day teams as we get a little bit closer to game day. But we got some big news today, some sad news that we should probably mention. Uh, we learned on Thursday that Randall Cobb is going to be out for a while, according to Coach LaFleur. Uh, he called the injury significant, LaFleur did. Uh, later, we learned that Rob Domofsky uh, has said that Cobb actually had surgery last week, which is, I guess, a silver lining because the earlier you get that surgery done, the earlier you can kind of start to think about a possible return. But obviously, this is a huge bummer for both Cobb and for the Packers. Got to think playoffs probably are the best case scenario for a comeback for Randall Cobb. Uh, but what a season he's had, man. I mean, it's just been a ton of fun having him back in the green and gold, and you just hate to see this happen. Yeah, especially leading into Bears week, right? Like, right. It's it's uh, it, 
you know, this is Randall Cobb's time to shine, and he has been such an important pickup. I will willingly admit that I totally whiffed on the Cobb acquisition in the offseason, thinking that it wasn't going to be that big of a deal. It has been a big deal. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it it was probably stated a few different times on Twitter today that, man, the Packers could really use that first round buy, right? Like, because that maybe we we don't know what the timeline looks like on this, but maybe that would give Randall a chance to to come back. And, you know, certainly in any of those key playoff matchups, Having guys that Aaron Rodgers can trust in those third and and maybe even fourth down critical situations is so, so important. And, you know, just wishing the best for Randall to get back out there and uh, hopefully be able to contribute to a Super Bowl win. Yeah, and we don't want to spend too much time lingering here, but I do think it's interesting. And I think it'll be interesting to watch Coach LaFleur coach during these weeks coming up because he's already lost. Tunyon right in the middle of the field now he's lost Cobb and you mentioned just like the impact that Cobb has absolutely had this season so to see how Lafleur gets a little bit creative um, as he has less pieces to work with and what has been a very effective offense so far so uh, keep tabs on that and a bookmark on that Matt Lafleur coach of the year conversation as he continues to have to innovate but we are back today for another round of key matchups and X factors. As always, we're going to take some time and dive into the Packers upcoming opponent, their roster and talk about which matchups are going to be tipping points in the football game. And then of course we each share those X factor predictions each and every week. We'll do that at the end of the show. Uh, the Packers are coming off their bye week much needed. Uh, we are hoping that they're fresh and well rested and ready for this week 14 game that we've got a divisional game. Um, on our hands this week. The Packers are ready to host the Chicago Bears at Lambeau Field. So, Andrew, let's jump in and talk about these matchups with Chicago. Yeah, and key matchups aren't always sexy. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to throw that caveat out there on my first one. Because I'm going to be talking Larry Borum versus Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith. And if you don't know who Larry Borum is, that's okay. Probably not a lot of people do. His name is Borum, which is about how exciting this matchup really is. But it is going to be a really important one uh, for both Chicago and Green Bay. The ageless wonder Jason Peters has actually been pretty solid for the Bears at left tackle. Hard to imagine. I, I saw somebody tweet out that, like a tweet they sent that Jason Peters and Andrew Whitworth were the oldest starting left tackles in the league. And they sent that tweet in 2014. Oh, Both of them are still, goodness. maybe it was 2016. I don't know. It was something. It was a long time ago. And they wow. still are the <laughs> starting <laughs> in the Jeez. league. And uh, it is amazing what Jason Peters is doing. But Borum has been uh, the right tackle, um, at least of late, for the Chicago Bears. And he's exactly what you would expect out of a fifth-round rookie. Drastically inconsistent and sometimes downright bad. For Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith, this is a matchup they should be able to feast on. One challenge they're going to face is staying in the rush lanes because despite Fields not being 100%, he still has the ability to beat you on the ground. So if the Packers can get the Bears into third and longs, they will have a chance to really tee off and make things very uncomfortable for Mr. Fields. Speaking of creating third and longs, Borum has been pretty bad as a run blocker. So that will be another avenue the Packers can use to gain an advantage on Sunday. And since I'm trying to steer away from the interior O-line, like I use as a key matchup every single week on this show, <laughs> I won't I won't mention that Sam Mustafa 
or the Bears starting center is one of the worst centers in the league. And Kenny Clark is definitely going to be in the backfield the entire game. I appreciate you going out of your way to avoid talking about that. And we could talk about it more, but we wouldn't want our listeners to, well, let's just say we wouldn't want to bore them. (laughs) (laughs) I usually leave the room. This is me. I see what you did there. I usually leave the really bad jokes for Andrew, but I got to get mine in today. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about David Montgomery versus the Packers defense. It just feels like the Bears are kind of in this holding pattern right now, right? Everybody knows that Nagy's all but gone. Uh, The quarterback situation has been super unstable, even though everyone knows that Fields is the future and he's shown some flashes over the weeks that he's played. Uh, But the injuries have had Andy Dalton back in the lineup and it's hard to stack success when you've got that kind of inconsistency on a weekly basis. But one thing that seems reliable and constant for this team is David Montgomery. Monty has come back from his own injury really, really nicely and seems to be a player that this team is trusting a lot. Uh, His touches have only gone up each and every week since his return from that injury. His carries over the last four games, 13, 14, 17, and a whopping 21 carries last week against the Cardinals. Uh, This team loves Montgomery, and they are going to lean on him to carry them down the stretch because even when they have Justin Fields back, they're going to try to help him have success and not expect him to carry this football team. So Sunday afternoon, you know that in cold weather games at Lambeau Field, teams are going to want to run the ball even more than maybe they normally would. And so it's going to be fun to watch how Coach Barry and this defense prepares to handle Monty. Uh, We've come to really enjoy a defense that isn't a pushover in the run game, right? And that defense showing up on Sunday is going to be absolutely key for this Packers team to get a win. Yeah, and I'm going to I'm gonna flip. I, I talked about a Bears tackle against Packers edge rushers, and, and I'm going to talk about the Packers tackle against the Bears edge rushers, and that is Yash Nyman. Obviously, keeping Aaron Rodgers upright continues to be a major focal point for this team. So, you know, you take a look at the Bears. Despite Khalil Mack being on IR, the Bears still have formidable pass rushers. Robert Quinn has had a really solid season. Travis Gibson has been really good, but did miss Wednesday's practice with an illness. Jeremy Atachu is pretty solid. He's an okay player. Uh, Bruce Irvin was just signed on this team. I think he played last week, um, and that's it. But, you know, obviously he has a, a pretty strong pedigree from the past. And then there's a guy named Ladarius Mack, who I only mentioned because he is actually Khalil Mack's younger brother. That's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. On the same team. Um. Anyways, but I was I was just waiting to see if you were actually listening to. I was this time. uh, Yeah. (laughs) But Nyman is going to see a lot of Robert Quinn in this game. The good news is the Packers will likely be able to give him some support. And I keep expecting Nyman to fall back to earth, but he has been absolutely tremendous. And quite frankly, every time he has been in the game, it just seems to me Aaron Rodgers is a lot more comfortable sticking to the quick passing game plan. So, you know, if you had told me Yash Nyman was going to be a really important part of this team during the 2021 season, I'd be really, really, really worried about the state of this season and maybe even the direction of the franchise. But here we are, and Yash just continues to impress, and this is going to be another opportunity for him to step up and, and you know, have another great week. 
So this Packers team kind of reminds me of back when I was like playing a lot of Madden in my younger days, right? And your team would be struggling and you just go into the settings and like make all your bad players better, right? It just feels like no matter who goes down to injury, the next guy down on the depth chart just becomes like a plug and play starter. And that's a credit to Nyman, who is the perfect example of just like, you know, like you said, that you would expect that to be a disaster, but really has been. Um, obviously Rogers even feels comfortable and that's just, you know, singing, singing his praises in the way that he's come in and held up on, you know, the offensive line is just a credit to him, but yeah. And, and you can't sing Adam Stenovich's praises yeah. enough. It, yeah. It's, it's amazing the job that he has done. And I, I heard this on another podcast. It, it might've been draft dudes might've been another episode of pack today. I don't, I don't really remember, but, um, it, it was maybe in the off season, and whoever it was was talking about the key to keeping a great offensive line coach is to make them an assistant head coach because then nobody can offer them a promotion unless they make <laughs> them a head coach, right? Because right? the offensive coordinator technically isn't a promotion from associate head coach. Um, the, I think the Packers need to find a way to get Adam Stenovich a pretty big raise, maybe a title change, and and keep the other teams that might be swarming around him this offseason uh, at bay. Yeah, absolutely. The Packers were pretty fortunate to avoid a lot of purging from their staff or, uh, you know, team stealing this last offseason. I don't know that they can expect the same this coming year with the sustained success that they've had. So I'm a big fan of that idea. Let's get that man an associate head coach, assistant head coach position. That sounds good. But let's talk a little bit about MVS versus the Bears depth at the cornerback position. This is juicy. This is good, all right? So if you think back to week seven when the Packers played the Bears, the Packers wide receivers, they really didn't go crazy, right? Devontae had four receptions for 89 yards and led the team in catches with just those four catches. We talked ahead of that game that week, Andrew, that Jalen Johnson had been playing really well for the Bears, and he continues to be one of the Bears' best secondary players even now as we head into week 14. But the Bears' other corners are not nearly as impressive. Duke Shelley is well below average as a player, but uh, Kendall Vildor is grading out as one of the worst corners in the league, according to Pro Football Focus, and has played almost every snap for the Bears this defense or this season until this very last week, right? He was benched in favor of Artie Burns at one point, who has only played 92 snaps on the season and is also very, very bad right now. So my point is this, Devontae still going to get his targets, right? As he should. He's the best in the business. Jalen Johnson's not shutting him down. But the opportunities for MVS in this game are going to be plenty. I think we're going to see a lot of carries for the running backs, right, uh, for the Packers. And I think that that might lull the Bears' corners to sleep just a little bit and get some nice deep shots off play action to someone like MVS. I think MVS plays a huge role in this game and really does rip off some nice plays in this one. Really excited to watch him this coming Sunday. But and and a couple of quick points to to what you're saying. Uh, Jalen Johnson has been pretty good, but I I, I want to say he he's ranking in either the like low twenties or or upper thirties according yep. to Pro Football Focus. So mm -hmm. yes, he's technically been a number one, but he hasn't been a, a top notch number one. And so I think. He, he gets a little bit more reputation than I think he actually has had performance. And, you know, certainly that's a very favorable matchup for Devontae. The Bears did list Artie Burns as their starting 
corner opposite of Jalen Johnson, according to their depth chart, at least. So that, that interesting. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Artie Burns had a lot of struggles in Pittsburgh, and mm-hmm. uh, the the Steelers could not wait to let him walk out the door. And so <laughs> it is interesting that the Bears are um, desperate enough at this point to be starting him. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it makes MVS an interesting fantasy option this week. It certainly does, and he will be fired up in multiple leagues for me. So looking forward to that one, as I said. But great point on Jalen Johnson. The thing about PFF that you know you always have to kind of factor in is that it's an average, right? If you look at the season average, right? So I think what doesn't represent there is that he has the highs and the lows. So right, even though his grade is pretty good that doesn't represent the bottom numbers and it doesn't represent the top so the consistency is probably what you're missing and you don't anticipate that a matchup with Devontae Adams is probably going to be the one that pushes him uh, higher in that average but uh, let's talk a little bit about X factors now we've turned our attention now from these matchups over to X factors Andrew uh, we've been unexplainably good at these predictions this year. And, I mean, we don't want to, like, you know, hold ourselves up too much here. But the pressure's mounting a little bit, right? People are starting to expect a little bit too much from us, I think. Uh, But let's try to keep this going. Uh, Who are going to be the X factors in this football game this coming weekend? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I thought about this a lot this week, and and I ended up going with Eric Stokes. Mm. His his rookie season has been exactly what you'd expect out of a rookie cornerback, an absolute roller coaster. The the good news is his ups have been up, right? Like that that's all I think you can expect and hope for out of a rookie corner. You, you don't go in expecting them to just be like super consistent week to week. It is hard to be a rookie cornerback in this league. And it has been really tough in the last stretch leading up to the bye week. But um, he actually gets a little bit of a mini reprieve this week. Allen Robinson has been, well, let's just say not so good. Darnell (laughs) Mooney is fine, but... You know, in my opinion, he's not a true number one receiver in the NFL. I think he he's a nice complimentary piece. Yeah. This is a chance for Stokes to shine. And and Justin Fields, I really do believe, is going to give the Packers defensive backs a chance or two to make an interception. And I think Stokes is going to come down with one in this game. Mm. So I expect an interception from Eric Stokes. I expect a lot of really good coverage coming off the bye week and just continuing to grow throughout this season, which makes me very optimistic about this pick and his potential future with this organization. I like that a lot. And you're right. Like the highs have been really, really nice. 
and you see a player who's playing without a lot of panic. And I think that that's the best thing you can say uh, for a rookie corner, and that projects well for him down the line. But uh, you said you spent a lot of time thinking about that, and I don't believe you. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I also this week just – I mean, there's sometimes where a name jumps out at you, and you're like, yeah, that's definitely going to be my X Factor. This week I didn't have that guy. Um, I just feel like these are some weird matchups this week. Uh, But I went with someone like Dean Lowry, okay? MVS, I talked about him. He's going to have a huge game. I don't think that that's fair to make him an X-Factor. It's too obvious at this point for us. Um, But Lowry is a guy who's kind of been under the radar for this team all season. He's a guy that I think a lot of fans wanted cut for financial reasons, or at least many expected to get cut this past offseason. But he's played his role really well all season. And I think the Bears are learning that Kenny Clark is a problem, right? That might be an understatement. And I think that Chicago will commit resources to helping with Clark in the middle, which is going to leave Lowry with some opportunities. And I think it's going to be important that Green Bay shows up against the run, and Lowry certainly plays a role there. But I'm going to go bold here and say that Dean gets a strip sack in this game and makes a real impact that we're going to all notice on Sunday. So uh, going with Dean Lowry, I'm excited about it. I like that. And, you know, it, it might be time for his yearly touchdown. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it's got to happen at some point. So <laughs> I'm calling the shot. Right. <laughs> um, so we always wrap up the key matchups and X, X factors episode with a talk about how the, you know, usually the underdog, what, what is their path to victory? And in this case, I think a lot of people are expecting the Packers to roll this one. Um, but w- what do you think the Bears' path to victory here is? What 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 could cause the Packers to maybe slip up in this this uh, you know home rivalry matchup? We we always pride ourselves in our you know moderate professionalism, right? Like, and we always take this part seriously as Packer fans. We always want to predict a Packers Packers win, but this does feel like a game. I think of maybe any show we've done all season where it's just hard to imagine a path for the bears to win this game. And I think the only way in my mind, I know this is like, this isn't scientific, but I think if the Packers just don't show up, right? Like if they walk in sleeping off the bye, I mean, and that's a real factor, right? You, you talk about the rest you get, but you can also have the rust that you've got to shake and maybe just some of that relaxation that kicked in. But man, it just feels like the Packers are better in the trenches. It feels like the better, they're better, you know, in the secondary, obviously they're better at quarterback. They've got better weapons. It just doesn't feel like this is a game that Chicago should win. I think Chicago's made some nice decisions. I think Fields paired with a new coach in the future is going to be a nice thing for Chicago to look forward to. But it just doesn't feel like 2021, a win against this Green Bay Packer football team is something that's that's going to happen. But you give me maybe a more realistic way that this game goes sideways for the Packers. Yeah, you know, I was trying to think of things. We're we're expecting a really big snowstorm Friday afternoon through Sunday or through Saturday, I should say, in Green Bay. A, a bunch of snow coming, okay. and I thought, you know, could weather be a factor? Well, it's supposed to clear up by noon on Saturday. The way that they have Lambo 
Um, it's going to be tarped. The field's going to be heated. It's supposed to be mid-30s, like kickoff and clear skies on Sunday. I don't expect field conditions to be an issue at all. Um, so that definitely, you know, sloppy field conditions works in the favor of the underdog in football. I, I think I do agree with you. I think, you know, coming in off the bye, maybe having some sloppy penalties, maybe some turnovers, those kind of things can, can bite you. I, I think this kind of comes down to, Anything can happen, right? Like yep. the whole any given Sunday attitude. We're yep. we're watching the the Vikings in the first half just absolutely stomping the Pittsburgh Steelers a week after they lost to the Detroit Lions. Yes. Right? Like uh-huh. this this kind of stuff, these like weird happenings in the NFL. Um, you know, look at what's going on in the AFC. Nobody knows who's good in the AFC, right? Mm-hmm. Like somehow the Patriots are in first place despite like having kind of an inept offense at times and um it's it's this sort of like weird you don't you you never know kind of attitude um and and so for for the Packers certainly you know you always have to be on watch out for that but being home being against a team in the Chicago Bears you should be very motivated for I'm sure Aaron Rodgers wants to back up some of his smack talk uh, you know, from from the matchup in Chicago. And I think this team is going to be refreshed and, and ready to go. And I do expect the Packers to, to uh, you know, kind of wipe the floor with them. But I think, you know, in addition to the things that we talked about, certainly the Bears establishing a running game, um, mm-hmm. getting some, we'll, we'll see how the kicking game is for Green Bay, yeah, rebounding yeah. back. Uh, red zone efficiency is going to be a big thing. And, um, you know, I, I think this game could be a little bit closer than we expect. But mm-hmm. if the Packers perform to the ability that we expect them to, I, I would expect a, a you know double-digit victory. Yeah, it certainly feels that way. And, I mean, you're right, but it's a divisional game, right? And divisional games are always a little bit more unpredictable even than what you're saying about the every, you know, any given Sunday thing. It just happens that way. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's Lions, the Bears, Vikings, it always just... It goes that way, and we talked. We had a game a couple weeks ago with the Minnesota Vikings where we had a similar conversation. So here's to the Packers getting healthy and showing up on Sunday and uh, starting this stretch down towards the playoffs. But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Punnett, and you can find me at Andrew Mertig. Please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star rating. If you like what we're doing, you can catch Kyle and myself every single Friday. Next week, we'll be back getting ready for the Packers Week 15 game against the Baltimore Ravens. Thanks for listening. And as always, remember... Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.